Oh, oh, we back. Oh my goodness, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. It is Super Bowl Sunday, actually. Oh my god, it's been so long since I did a podcast. Man. 7 a.m. Super Bowl Sunday, February 2nd, Groundhog Day. Gotta check what the, what the Groundhog results are. Or if those are on ESPN.com. Up on the scoreboard, <laughs> on the scroll. Got the Groundhog results. Winter or spring? Not that... It's really going to make a difference down here in beautiful Southern California. California. Coming to you from the new A Star's Born HQ. I guess it's still it's still fairly new. Right now I'm oh wow, there's like a old chain. It's a scary looking chain hanging above me. Or if it's like a bike chain or something. <laughs> it's frightening though. It's frightening. Cause I, I got horror movies on my mind. Cause I just watched I watched the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the original Evil Dead last night. I really enjoyed them. It's super corny. Um yeah, this Evil Dead was just a ton of blood, gore. I like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was really very dramatic and it's really old from what, 1974? It's just so old. <laughs> but it was good. I mean, I liked it. It was they're both really good. Evil Dead was kind of that was a kooky one too. I like the remake of that. My brother got me the remake of that movie for Christmas a few years back. But anyway, those are good. Those are on Netflix if you want to check them out. <laughs> um, come to you from the garage. From the uh the old Garage, the garage attached to my room conveniently. You got there's like an old blue couch in here, super dirty though, covered with old blankets and old pillows and trash bags in here, and old furniture and bookshelves and mattresses. Cardboard boxes and rolled up rugs. Poker tables. Is that a poker table? I think it's shaped like a poker table. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Man, so much has happened. Kobe Bryant. R.I.P. Kobe Bryant. It happened a week ago. It's been... 
all over the news the past week. I listened to a lot of Kobe Bryant coverage in the past week. Especially, I've been listening to uh, Around the Horn and Pardon the Interruption as a, in the podcast form recently. Excuse me. Those are two of my old favorite shows. I used to walk home from junior high. I'd walk home and watch both of those shows like every day. And I'd go I'd go take a take a poop. Speaking of poop, we got there's a couple poop slippers in here. It's like the it's like the poop emoji. You know the poop emoji. But uh yeah, that was like my junior high ritual. I would for some reason I don't think that's healthy. It's definitely not healthy. Now I got my I got my bowels more in order, intact, on schedule, in route. <laughs> it's I mean, I think it's just healthier to I've heard that it's healthy to I don't know what you've heard, but to take a poop right when you feel like you have to. Like I I haven't done it yet this morning. So I usually have done it already cuz cuz I drank a bunch of coffee. So right now I'm kind of just playing the waiting game, you know. I'm feeling it probably next next half hour, I would say I'm definitely going to go hit that that potty. But um <laughs> just to let you guys know where I'm at. <laughs> Uh, man, I'm just trying to get over this cough right now, too. I've been trying to get some sleep, get over my cough, drink some water. I got some bunch of packets of tea. I should check those out. Those would probably be good for it. But, uh, oh, yeah, now that I talked about that, oh, my gosh. Once I started talking, oop, oh, I wonder if you guys heard that. <laughs> I just ripped. Oh, oh! I just ripped. I should have held the the iPhone down there. Oh, well, next time, next time I'll try to ca- capture my. I'll try to capture my fart in real time next time. <laughs> oh my God! It's, good thing you can't smell. Good thing it's not one of those 4D podcasts. You know, one of those smelling podcasts. <laughs> Where you can just sniff it through the phone. God, that'd be a weird idea. Oh, for like a food podcast. That'd be a really fun idea, actually. There's lots of food podcasts. The only one I ever listened to is... uh, It's actually like more of a comedy podcast. Dining with Doug and Karen. I think they just shortened the name to Dining with D&K, but Doug Benson, Karen Anderson, but they never do that podcast. They do that podcast about as often as I've been doing A Star's Born, but, <laughs> oh, I'll have to do a, 
Okay, so I'm definitely going to go to the bathroom. I'm feeling that. But maybe I'll put this out this morning. Is a This would be like a little teaser. But I should do a Oscar preview. I got to do a Super Bowl preview slash Oscar preview. <laughs> I just thought to myself, what if I had to go to the bathroom so bad that I just went in the garage? <laughs> that would not make any sense. That'd just be so disgusting. There's like a, the toilet's like 12 feet away. Man, that would just be so disgusting. I mean, I probably could do it, but speaking of smell though, I'd have to get rid of it. (laughs) There's like a door right here. I'm sure you can open this door, but I've never opened it. I think it just goes to like the side yard, like right into our neighbor's driveway pretty much because my room if you're wondering about the geography of our house I'm in the very I'm trying to think directionally I don't know what direction it is but I'm in the far corner of our house that's where my room is far corner of the house so right next to me is the bath one of the bathrooms and on the other door I also have this direct door I'm the only room in the house with direct access to the garage, which I I pretty much have the best room in the house, honestly. Like, I don't want to brag or anything, but I got a sweet room because, excuse me, I'm I'm coughing up coffee. (laughs) I got a coffee cough. No, but the reason why I think I have the best room in the house I mean, I just love my room is for this garage reason is this is where the laundry is. I can do laundry whenever I want without without going outside and opening the garage. I can just walk right in here. I can do my podcast in here. That's what I was thinking. I was like, this is a really nice. I'll just bring a chair in here. And I mean, there's already like 12 chairs in here. They're just all. All stacked up, or they got stuff on them. But this is a nice little. I could be like Mark Marin. <laughs> I'm like Mark Marin of of the Valley. Because I don't think Mark Marin's Valley. Is Mark Marin a Valley guy? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think he lives in. I'm pretty sure Mark. I have to look that up. I don't know. <laughs> Where's Mark Marin live? I think he lives more in like in LA or Hollywood. More like the Hollywood area, probably. Probably not. I'm Mark Marin of the Valley, son. <laughs> Let's go. But yeah, I wanna do a I wanna preview the Oscars for sure. I think the only best picture I've seen is the Tarantino one. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which, like, the Ch- the Chatsworth, the ranch that they go to, uh, whose ranch was that? What's his name? Um, you know, like, the Manson Ranch, Spawn Ranch, that's what it's called, Spawn Ranch. That's only, like, it's like three miles away from where I'm standing right now. It's like three or four miles. So I'll have to go with that someday. That'd be cool. 
to go there and like hike up there. <laughs> you just see Quentin Tarantino just hiding in one of the cabins. He's like, what? How'd you find me? <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's become the current day Manson. <laughs> He's like, no, you found me. He's got like a huge beard. I wonder if Tarantino already has plans for his next movie. I'm not like a huge I'm not a huge fan of QT Q-tip QT <laughs> I mean I like him Here that's something I could do right now Let's, Let me try to rank my favorite Tarantino movies Off the top of my head uh, Let's just give you the top few handful Definitely Django Django Unchained I think Inglorious Bastards was a little it's a little overrated almost. Not overrated. It's just so long. Like all of his movies, right? That's all of his movies are known for being long. He's like the serious version of Judd Apatow. Or Judd Apatow Apatow is a com- comedic Tarantino. <laughs> That's his brother. Quentin Tarantino's brother's comedic Tarantino. <laughs> Comedic Tarantino. Uh alright. Yeah, Inglorious Bastards was pretty good, but I don't like subtitles either. Subtitles just like I don't want to read a book while watching a movie. And I don't get like how are you supposed to watch the movie if you're just reading the whole time? Like I'm not I'm not that fast of a reader. I'm not one of those speed readers. Where I can just read and watch people's faces at the same time. Doesn't even seem possible to me. <laughs> but, God, it's so good to be back. <laughs> it's good to be back. I'm so happy I'm doing this right now. It's been, man, I haven't done stand-up comedy since the last time I spoke with you guys. I haven't even, because I went home. Now I feel like I'm coming up with excuses. No, but I I went home... All right, so let me finish up Tarantino. Uh, and I'll tell you guys why I haven't done stand-up comedy. Um, favorite Tarantino movies. What was the other recent... Oh, I didn't like The Hateful Eight that much either. I thought Hateful Eight was a little overrated. <laughs> it's just that one's so long too. I saw that in theaters with my dad at the Woodenville Movie Theater. That must have been right before I started working there. Because I think that movie came out... I think that came out um, December 2015. And then I started working there February 2016. So, February 2016. So that was four years ago. It's been four years since I began working at AMC Movie Theater. I really I really enjoyed working at AMC. I love working at the movie theater. It's fun. I think it's fun. I just I love movies. Can't if you can't tell. I'm like Doug. Doug Benson. <laughs> Chris loves movies. Just like Doug. Um God, I gotta go take a dump. Maybe I should just pause this. I think I'll just... Alright, favorite Tarantino. Tell you guys why. Yeah, I'm gonna go... I'm gonna take a dump.
I'll just pause it. I'll be right back. You guys won't even notice. You won't even notice. I'll be right back. I'm going to go and it's going to be a fun one. Man, enjoy this one. I've had my run. Baby, I'm done. I got to go home. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was absolutely gratuitous. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word for that. That was freaking that was freaking disgusting, bruh. Damn, that was freaking disgusting, man. God. First dump of the day though. It's a good one. <laughs> like I said first. Like I I know that seriously though. I'm a multiple pooper guy. I don't know about you guys, but I think it's healthy to take like I pretty much I pretty much always go at least two two dumps a day. I think it's healthy. Probably because I drink a lot of coffee too. I just clear myself out. <laughs> I just clear myself out. I sound like a doctor. But it's weird. I wanted to make an observation before I go back to Tarantino. Because I remembered a couple good Tarantino movies. A couple obvious ones. But I was looking at I was looking at my poop. <laughs> I was like, it's weird how it changes colors based on what you eat. God, I should I should have warned you guys that not to eat during this conversation. But I was looking at it and it was like it was like it looked like I, I dyed it red. <laughs> it looked like I, I spilled some, some red coloring. Remember like the, the coloring dye? What was that stuff called? Watercolor, not watercolors, but you guys know what I'm talking about. The, those color dye bottles. <laughs> I can't remember what they're called. Uh, yeah, it was disgusting. But for some reason, only like half of the poop. <laughs> it was one of those uh, Hawaii dumps, you know, like the volcano dumps that is like, it's like an iceberg. It's like mostly underwater, but it's not really like an, <laughs> an iceberg dump. <laughs> it's such a disgusting way of describing this stuff. You guys know what I mean. Like mostly underwater, but then some of it surfaces. <laughs> surfaces. <laughs> Excuse me. This is disgusting. Poop is fun to talk about. I don't. It's so funny when people are like uptight about talking about gross subjects. That that just makes me want to talk about that stuff more around that person. I guess that makes me a bad person. <laughs> but I don't think there's anything to be ashamed about. Like everybody poops. Whenever I get around like a super attractive lady, female, or I'm around like a super hot woman, I just always have to remind myself that, or I just let myself picture, 
it's like a weird thing to picture. Just the hot lady just taking a dump. But that's that's a little tip for you. A little little tip tip for tat. See <laughs> if you ever get nervous, too nervous, too tongue tied around the hot girl, just try to picture her taking a poop. God, that's disgusting. It's true though. Cause then it just reminds you that everyone's human and everyone poops. If they don't poop every day, then they're really unhealthy. <laughs> God, one time my mom like recently told me, yeah, she probably doesn't want me sharing this. She told me that I'll just go right ahead and go and share it. <laughs> so anyway, she probably doesn't want me sharing this, but anyway. Guys, she told me it had been like days since she took a a poop one time. Like five days or something. I was like, I can't that's so unhealthy. <laughs> that that I'd be so I would be so like clogged up and backed up and I wouldn't even be able to walk. I'd be waddling around everywhere, just feeling like I'm about to burst at the seams. God. I can hardly even go five hours. <laughs> no, but um, that's really... I'm not saying that my mom's not healthy, but she must have been having a weird diet or something for a few days. But it's weird, though, because she drinks a lot of coffee. And coffee is one of those things that you associate coffee with pooping because that's what it does. That's one of the greatest wonders of it, of it. One of the wonders of the world, coffee. <laughs> I love coffee. I used to not really drink much coffee. I, I'm trying to think of when I started drinking coffee. Because even back in high school, I never drank coffee in high school. Up Up through high school. But then... Somewhere in college, I started drinking a bunch of coffee. <laughs> Not even the beginning of college, but just like somewhere somewhere in college. Maybe when I went to Western. Because Bellingham, Bellingham, Washington, it's a big coffee town. It's one of those hipster, hipster, hippie coffee town, USA. <laughs> Sounds like a bumper sticker right there. God, I got so many threads open right now. I'm trying to think of what I was even talking about. Okay, so I was talking about my poop. Oh, yeah, I should tell you guys why. You're probably wondering why I was talking about my poop being a different color. Well, <laughs> let's go back to poop. It's because I was like, why is my poop? It looks like you spilled a bunch of a pack of red coloring dye all over it. And that's because I ate a giant bag of fiery hot Doritos yes god it's so disgusting when I just say it out loud yeah I ate a big old bag of them yesterday so that's why that's why my poop's all red it's because of fiery hot Doritos so it's a little warning to you guys if you ever get really scared you forget it's it's kind of like the beats it's kind of like Beats, but for college students. And I'm not talking about the headphones, guys. 
I'm not I'm not talking about the headphones. I'm talking about Beats by Dre. No, no, I'm talking about Beats by Beats by Farm. <laughs> Beats by Drew, not Dre. Beats by Drew. <laughs> Drew's the name of the farmer. Um yeah, so so that that let's uh put a nice little bow on the poop discussion. <laughs> Let's tidy up. Let's wrap up that poop discussion. A little nice little present, Christmas present. Man, I should tell you guys about my Christmas too. So I got so many things to talk. All right, so so that's the end of the poop talk. Poop talk. That'd be a fun little segment. Poop talk. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna run in my room right now. All right, going into. Going from garage to room, grabbing a pen. <laughs> I gotta write down. I'm writing this down right now. Um, oh, is this pen dead? This pen's almost dead. Poop talk. <laughs> All right, then I'm gonna go. A star is born. Poop talk. That's brilliant. The pen's almost dead though. It's one of those. It's one of those. Uh, Pens I got. Oh, I gotta get a little sip of. I can't come in here without. <laughs> I feel like I'm so funny. I'll get some coffee. I feel like I'm like breaking into my own room when I come in. <laughs> I come in from the garage. It feels like I'm just breaking in, like sneaking into my own room. But no. I just wanted to keep my voice fairly low. So as to not roust my roommates. Because the walls are pretty. The walls are pretty thin. So that's why I thought it was such a great idea for me to come in. Come into the garage. So then I don't have to worry about talking super quiet. Even though I think the microphone's pretty sensitive. I think it picks stuff up. But I'm just trying to be courteous, you know. <laughs> Poop talk. That'd be a fun that could be a fun recurring segment for the show. But man, I, I can't believe how long I'm I want to make it my goal. I want to make it my goal to never go that long without doing a, a podcast again. It was such a long time. A whole two and a half months. I guess it's not really that long when you think about the span of your whole life. Like, like, um, what's 26 times 12? 26 times 10 is 260. 26 times 2 is 52. So that's 312 plus 312 plus 9. So I'm 321 months old. (laughs) That's my age right now. 321 months old and I missed two and a half months of the podcast so that puts things in perspective for you (laughs) that's crazy to think about that to consider that my entire life like everything I could ever remember I mean I, I obviously can't remember all the way back to birth but Probably remember, whatever, like back to like five years old or whatever. 
probably not even that long ago, but um, it's crazy to think that only about, I've only lived about 300 months, like a little more than 300 months. It's really not that many because a month goes by real quick. Like the past month that I've already been here for a whole month since I got back from Christmas, since I came, I came back from, from Bothell, from the old Bothell, ye old Bothell. So that's crazy to think about, you know, only lived about 300 months. God, but I missed, unfortunately, missed two and a half months of the podcast. (laughs) But anyway, just wanted to let you know that (laughs) I feel like I'm talking to a therapist right now. No, no, it's okay. I don't have to make excuses for myself, but I like doing the podcast on a regular basis. And, but it just gets up in my head. Like it's been two months since I've done it now. So it, it's the same, same thing with stand-up comedy. Like the longer you go without doing it, that the bigger deal it, for some reason it becomes in your head. Like it, it makes it seem like it's going to be like a big deal when I go back and do it again. But even though like I already know I shouldn't, I should know what to expect because I did the same thing back in November, but whatever. It's not a big deal. That's, it's kind of interesting to talk out though. Cause yeah, same thing happens with the podcast and the stand up. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's been so long. <clears throat> it's been two and a half months since I did stand up too. So it's just getting, it just gets in your head. It's like, man, I get so ner you just getting so nervous for some reason. Like I don't know why. Even though I know that like the audi like the audience and the other comedians and the hosts, like no one really cares that much. And people like generally want to see you do well, I think. Like I think they want to see you succeed in general. Just because most people are I think they just like seen other people do well. I mean, I like I like seeing it. It's less awkward <laughs> when comedians do well. But I don't know. It just gets up all, in, all up in your head. So that's a goal of mine for this week. I, I definitely want to go. Definitely want to go back and <clears throat> gotta go do some more stand-up. <laughs> but I just get all in my head. Like I'm like do I want to make a career out of this? Like, do I want to try to become like, like a professional standup and like have it be my source of money or, or like, am I doing this for fun? Is this just like a hobby? Is this something I'm trying to improve a certain skill or like, why am I doing this? Or by when really I should just do it for the experience and just do it just to do it. And because I have fun doing it because <laughs> I like doing it. It's fun. And just to, like get out, get out of the house, have some human interaction, you know, <laughs> talk to some people. It's all I think it's all positives. So but that's like I just get all up in my head. I'm like with all my self-esteem, 
my, my personal self-esteem movement. <laughs> That's why I call my bowel movements. It's a self-esteem movement. <laughs> Instead of a bowel movement, it's a self-esteem movement. Or I go poop. But anyway, yeah, I'm just like, I just get all up in my head. Like, you think you're good enough to be like a professional stand-up comic or do it for a living or you think you want to go on tour like travel the world I mean I do because I love traveling like I love I just like going new places I've never been before and having new experiences and seeing new things and talking to different people and just seeing how like different cities around the world because I haven't traveled around the world at all. Only other country I've been to is Canada. <laughs> and Seattle's basically in Canada anyway. So. But I think that's one of the positives of stand-up comedy. A lot of people. I bet a lot of people who do it. Don't like traveling as much as I do. Not that it's a competition or anything. But. And I've never really traveled like heavy duty or any or like a ton. I haven't traveled that much really in my whole life. Excuse me. But I would like to though. I, I don't know. I just get all up in my head about doing stand-up comedy. But I think that's a normal thing though. Cause it can be tough to even if you do it's one of those things where like if even if you do well like it's you just have to have you have to do it all for yourself in a weird way. You have to be very selfish, I think, when you're doing stand-up comedy. Cause just cause you do well at an open mic, it doesn't it like doesn't necessarily mean that anything's gonna be handed to you or you're gonna get anything directly from that open mic. Like, cause I've done well, but then I mean, not that nothing happens, but it's just, it's all personal experience that you gain. I think that's the most important thing that you gain from it is, is confidence. It's all, it's like stage, it's stage presence and stage legs, as people would call them. Stage legs. And uh, just confidence, like self-confidence. Because you carry it. I think you just carry each experience with you in your back pocket. So you kind of, you're, you're always going, like, you know that you've got it in the bag. Just because you've done it before. You know how to do it. You're not scared of any audience or any stage or situation or room. But I think that's the most important thing about stamp comedy. It's like, don't expect... Don't expect anything from any set you, that you do. <laughs> never expect to be, never expect to be given anything just because you do well, just because you make people laugh or, but I mean something on the other hand though, you never know if something could happen though. It's like, don't expect it, but you never know. You never know <laughs> who might be watching or what whatever you know whatever stuff happens so <laughs> i'm excited to go back and 
do more stand-up comedy. That's for sure. I think it's just important not to have... Just don't expect to be, like, a famous stand-up comedian just because just cause you do well at some some mics. But, I mean, it, might, it must be different, though, in other parts of the country. Like, I bet if I had started in Pullman, like, uh, Kelsey Cook... Kelsey Cook is a, she's a successful young stand-up comedian, and she went to Wazoo. She went to Washington State, the old, the old school, A Star is Born HQ, um, over there in Pullman, up there in Pullman. But she started doing stamp comedy at Wazoo, at Washington State. So that's like a whole new ball game. Cause down here <laughs> down here everyone else wants to be a stamp comedian or an actor or a writer or something like in that art in the arts, you know. But up there, she's probably she's like the only person doing stamp comedy out of like thirty thousand people. She might be the only person who was doing it, like maybe one or two other people, but that's just an insane, that's an insane thing to think about because if you're any good, if you did it on like a regular basis, and if you're any good, you could just take over an entire town, you know, <laughs> like I can't imagine, it would just be so different if I had started doing comedy in Pullman versus doing it down here in LA like I don't know I wonder which one which would have better suited me which one would have been because it could be like a little discouraging almost doing it down here just because there's so many other good comedians who who have who are in the same position as you like who have just moved here recently from other places around the country and they just recently started stamp comedy but there's just so many funny people who who live within you know within 50 miles of where I am right now it's just so weird i think it's pretty much it's pretty much this place i think LA is more of an epicenter for comedy than New York City. So a lot of people will compare New York City comedy to LA comedy. But LA is obviously more successful. I mean, in like the grand scheme, top to bottom. I mean, I don't know about the bottom. Maybe maybe like the open mic scene in New York City is more prolific. Like, maybe they have more open mics. Because L.A., you could, you might have to drive, like, 20 miles to get to the next open mic. Like, they, they're spread out here. They can be real spread out. Like, you might only get, if you really wanted to, you still might only hit, like, three or f maybe four tops. Four tops, if you're lucky. If you're doing it like for like 12 hours though, <laughs> take you like 12 hours to do like four open mics. 
in LA. But I bet in New York City, since everything, things seem to be way closer there. It's almost like a walking town where um, you could probably do a lot more, more open mics and less time. But anyway, I think, uh, but if you look at like the most successful comedians, they're almost, almost all of them live in LA. Three, I would say like three quarters of successful comedians are based in LA. And then like some of them are based in New York City. But uh, speaking of comedy, I watched Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle's Netflix specials last night as well. Those are really, I really enjoyed them. I thought they were, they were spectacular. You know, I've... I have I have no comments really. <laughs> I don't know what to say. what are you gonna say. Like, those are two of the most famous, successful comedians in the world, in the history. <laughs> but yeah, they were pretty great. I loved them. I thought they were funny. I thought Dave Chappelle's was like if I had to compare them, which one I liked more. I kind of liked Dave Chappelle's more. Like especially the first, the first half of Dave Chappelle's was really funny, when he was talking about like a bunch of current stuff. <laughs> I don't know if you guys haven't seen it. He's just saying, he was saying some super inappropriate things, but I think it's just it's one of those comedian things where you, you just say the most, the most inappropriate messed up statement that you can think of because that's the funniest thing to do would be to say the most messed up thing <laughs> so <coughs> excuse me yeah those are good good specials hilarious and um <clears throat> okay I, let's get back to so what did i do end of november thanksgiving day before thanksgiving i flew home from Burbank to Seattle, went back home, and I worked Santa Photos as a photographer. The thing I've been doing every year for like every year for like over a decade now. I've been doing the Santa Photos. So yeah, I did that. I went home and did that every day from Black Friday through Christmas Eve pretty much almost every day so that was fun (laughs) not really any stories from there (laughs) just went and went to work for pretty much 12 hours 12 13 hours just all day all day every day got Starbucks every morning I was drinking a bunch of Starbucks but then luckily I got a Starbucks gift card from Grandma Doreen. (laughs) From good old Grandma Doreen over in Rapid City, South Dakota. Yeah, I haven't seen Grandma Doreen since since the Arneson family reunion back in 2016 in Minnesota. 
So I haven't seen Grandma Doreen for a while. But yeah, thank you to her for <laughs> all the nice Christmas presents. And um, I, had a, I had a fun Christmas. Pretty pretty uneventful. My My entire stay at home. Got some good presents. I went to Locust Cider with my mom a couple times. I hung out with my mom a bunch. <laughs> like, especially because I came home or I came back here January 3rd. So I had like, I had like nine days after I finished Santa Photos just to hang out, just to kick it. And I went on a bunch of different walks with my mom. So yeah, some good some good walk memories. And uh hung out with Solar and Brett. Checked in with my old my old couple old Bothell buddies. <laughs> uh we went to Triple Horn. That's one of my one of my dad's favorite breweries up there in Woodenville. Then we went to Red Robin. God, I love Red Robin. I probably just love it because I worked there. But we didn't go to the one that I worked at. We went to the one in Woodenville. And then we went to this... I came. I think it was named Harry's was the name of the bar. It's this place I'd never even heard of that was also in Woodenville. So that was a fun day. <laughs> that was the day after Christmas. I went to the zoo with my mom. I love going to the zoo. I don't know what it is about the zoo, but it's fun. <laughs> it makes you feel free. Like it makes you just like I can just go wherever I want. Unlike these animals. I'm not one of those people who's like super I don't know. Some people care too much about the animals. <laughs> I like those people. People who care more about animals than other humans. Like those are the people you got to watch out for, I think. You <laughs> know. It's like you need to take it easy with these animals. Like I under I understand that animals are people too. <laughs> no, animals are not people too, but I don't know. I don't know if I could ever see myself like going vegetarian or vegan or anything like that just like this is the place that you would do it though if I was ever going to do it I'd be this this is where I'd be living that's for sure but I don't know it's just I love I definitely would never go vegan isn't doesn't vegan mean no dairy no dairy I could that means no milk, no cheese, no pizza. God. I would never go vegetarian or vegan. I don't know. It's just not... I just don't care that much about animals or... Makes me sound like a bad person or something, probably. But maybe like it feels like way healthier for you, but... I just, I don't think it even seems, it doesn't seem healthy. Like it seems, this is like a weird conversation. <laughs> I don't even want to get into this conversation. I don't know why I'm even 
dipping my toes in it. It's because we were talking about the zoo. Hmm. So yeah, we went to the zoo. Did a bunch of fun stuff. Went a bunch of walks and got a new pair of... I was going to say a new pair of Vans. But they're just shoes that look like Vans, I guess. So those are nice. Um, What else... I'm trying to think of what else has been going on. I wanted to say, yeah, I want to say Merry Christmas to you guys. <laughs> I'm not one of those. <laughs> what if I was one of those happy holidays people? I mean, whatever. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Like, why can't people just say both? Just say happy, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. And Happy New Year. <laughs> Just say all three. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year. My mom bought me a new... Speaking of New Year, my mom got me a The Office calendar, wall calendar. Yeah, I love The Office. I gotta start going back and re-watching those old Office episodes. The Office. The office. Um, um, yeah. God, the Super Bowl's today. I don't even know if I'm gonna watch the Super Bowl though. I don't. I could like. So I don't have it on TV. Like I don't have cable. Obviously. I'm trying to think. I don't really know. I'm not like a techie. Like I don't know how to stream it on my TV or anything like that. How to illegally stream it. <laughs> How to pirate the Super Bowl. I don't know. But it's not like the Seahawks are in it. If the Seahawks were in it, then I would I would definitely figure out a way to watch it. There's a bunch of bar there's places I could walk within walking distance. So I could go get some just go by myself. <laughs> just go drink some beers and watch the Super Bowl. I could do that, but or I could save my money though. That's gonna that's gonna cost some money. So I don't know. Chiefs, Niners. I'm not really like attached to watching it. I don't really need to watch it. I could just kind of follow it on Twitter and ESPN. God, I drink so much coffee though. I gotta go to the bathroom like thirty-four. It's been I guess God, I gotta go to the bathroom again. I drank so much coffee this morning. Sometimes it just it just gets all clogged up in me. And then now I'm like, I gotta go again. Alright. <laughs> Alright. I'll be I'll be back. I'll be back. Man, this man, this coffee, dude. Dude. Dude, where's my car, dude? Where's my coffee? Alright, here we go. Things could be stranger, but I don't know how. I'm going through changes now. Hey, man. <laughs> That's better. That's better. I swear, this is like the one day of the whole year where you wish you had cable. I think they should just broadcast the Super Bowl just on all TVs, on all screens. That'd be funny. <laughs> Just all screens just automatically play the Super Bowl. That'd be kind of cool. 
but that should that's how it should go like it should just you should be able to just turn your TV on and the Super Bowl should just be on that that'd be the american way to do it <laughs> that'd be the the patriotic way to go cuz come on come on like the super it could be on like all the like security cameras like in like grocery stores <laughs> you just look up and the super bowl's going on like you go into costco you know like when they have the giant flat screen tv section of costco you walk in there and the Super Bowl is playing on all the TVs. I bet it is actually. I bet I bet if you went to Costco today at 3:40, I bet they'd have the Super Bowl going on all the flat screen TVs probably. Why not? Why not? Why not? I'm like Polly D. Super Bowl time. Why not? <laughs> T-shirt time. It's Super Bowl champion t-shirt time. But, man, it's exciting. It's an exciting time of the year for a lot of people today. It's a big day. People love the Super Bowl. I'm going to give my prediction. Not that you guys came here for sports predictions or anything like that, but (laughs) this is sports talk. This is... A Stars Born Sports Talk. Coming up next, Poop Talk. <laughs> but now, Sports Talk. Um, so yeah, Super Bowl prediction. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl championship over the Niners. And I'm going to say... I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to... What's the score? 30. I'm going to go 38. I think it's going to be close. It's always close. It always seems like it's close. So let's say 38, 35, 34, 38, 34. What if it turns out to be 38, 35? No, 38, 34. Chiefs win. So it's definitely going to be an over, on the over. Man, and and I'm going to say uh, Mahomie. Mahomies for the MVP. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Super Bowl MVP. That's not that bold of a prediction, but I think most people are picking the Niners, actually. Definitely, most people are picking the Niners. So, I'm leaning towards the Chiefs. All right, let's see. Anything else before we wrap it up? This was sort of an impromptu garage talk. I thought I was only going to go a few minutes. I've Oh, man, I've been reading. Uh, my mom bought me Jenna Fisher, speaking of The Office. Pam. Pam. Uh, my mom bought me Jenna Fisher's book. It's about acting. And I've been reading it. While Whilst background acting. I've only done three background acting gigs, jobs, since I've been back. Only three. 
but I'm definitely hoping I've been applying. So I'm hoping to get, I just got a haircut. I just went to great clips on Friday. It tastes Sunday. I did that on Friday. Got a super short haircut. It's like a, a zero on the sides and then pretty short on top too. I mean, a little longer, obviously longer than a zero on top, but I still got some hair on top, but pretty short. So that's what, letting you guys know where I'm at <laughs> with my the follicle follicle forecast. But that's just it's weird because it, it actually affects like, like your like what roles you can play as a background actor if you get a haircut. So that's why that's why I thought it was important to let you know because now I can't really do like the I was working on. Man, I'm almost I'm almost too scared to even talk about it because you're not even supposed to really talk about. You're supposed to keep it secret, you know. So I'll just say I was working on a on a show that's set in the 1940s. So I'd have like a a little longer hair, but luckily my hair was it was long enough long enough to part it. Apart, apart it, apart it, <laughs> with a with gel and all that. But I like shorter hair. I def, I love, I love my hair right now. The way I have it right now is, if I could just keep it like this, just have it not, not even grow, but just stay this length. God, that would be perfect. But my hair, God, just grows so fast. <laughs> it just grows so fast. But my dad would probably be angry if he heard me talking like this. <laughs> By the time my dad was my age, I think he had already lost like pretty much all his hair, I think. Not all, not all of it, but I think he had already lost like a lot of hair. By the time he was 26... So he'd be pretty mad. <laughs> he'd be like, how can you complain about your hair growing too fast? But it really does. Like my hair just grows ridiculously fast. I'll have to get another haircut in a month. A month tops. If I want to keep it like this. But anyway, yeah, so hoping to book book a few background acting gigs in the coming weeks with my new haircut. Looking forward to... Hey, you guys remember Easter Bunny Chronicles? Remember the Easter Bunny last year? What was that back in... That was in April. So yeah, I think I'm I'm planning on doing the Easter Bunny again. So we might have to revisit the Easter Bunny Chronicles. Might have to do that. So, um yeah, Easter's coming up. And Easter's gonna be here before you know it. Jeez. Cause it's April twelfth. So that means I think the Easter Bunny starts like March March twenty sixth or something. March twenty sixth or seventh. So that's gonna be here before you know it. So Man, 
And my parents are, I mean, I haven't heard my dad talk about this, but my mom was talking about, about selling the, selling the Bothell house. So I'm like, I'm like, what? No way. Cause you know how my parents moved to Spokane. So now I think my brother just rents, my brother rents the house from them. But I don't know. My mom was just mentioning it before back in December. I remember my mom just mentioning wanting to sell the house. So then I'm like, where would I go? What am I gonna where am I gonna stay? <laughs> if I go back and do Santa photos. So because I don't know, it's just gonna it's gonna be here before you know it. It's gonna be Guys, just time just moves so fast. Like we say, the months just the months just stack up. You know, they just fly by. It's gonna be November, November before you know it. So, but I don't know, because <laughs> I like doing the I like doing background acting. I just that's my goal. Is I just want to get some more background acting jobs because it's such a good job. If you can get it, if you can book it, it's just such a good job. It's just compared to other jobs, it's just so. If you like easy stuff, then you guys should check out background acting. Because, I mean, you kind of got to be in LA or probably Atlanta. I bet Atlanta has a lot of good stuff, though. Because I bet they film a lot of stuff in Atlanta, New York City. But it's a it's a fun job. It's definitely a fun job. And um I just don't I don't want to take it for granted how cool it is. Like how lucky how lucky I've been to do it. But um but uh Yeah. Yeah. What was I just saying? Time moves fast. It's gonna be November before you know it. Yeah, I definitely want, because, I mean, if I don't have, if I don't have a full-time job in November, I definitely would like to, man, it's just too far, it's too far ahead to think about now. I mean, <laughs> it's it's over, it's like nine and a half months away, but still, I, I just love, I love doing Santa photos, and I, I have so much fun doing it, and then... It just it goes by so fast too, and the whole season is already over before you know it. It's all one big blur. But then, uh, yeah, I just had I had a lot of time to reflect on it too. In the past month, time to reflect on my December. Just how much fun I had, how fun, it's just fun, you know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's part of becoming an adult is not focusing on fun so much. Focusing on other stuff. Fun tangential. Tangential to fun. Fun adjacent. <laughs> it's, this thing is, this is a fun adjacent activity. It's not necessarily fun, but it's uh it's fun adjacent <laughs> that's just fun to say fun adjacent
man, I got to start saying adjacent more. <laughs> Such a fun word to say. I can't stop saying it. Adjacent. Am I even saying it right? You know, like next to. I think that's what that means. Yeah, adjacent. That's what that means. Of course it means next to. All right, so what's my goals? I should lay out my February goals right now. Even though I'm definitely going to do another... Definitely going to keep doing these garage casts. I should, I should start calling them garage casts. Garage cast number one. I could call this garage cast number one. That'd be fun. Mark Marin of the Valley. <laughs> Some Mark Marin of the Valley right now. I don't even have a studio setup or anything. I'm just pacing. I just pace the garage. <laughs> what if Mark Marin just paced his garage? That seems like something he would do. I used to enjoy the the Marin TV show on IFC. I used to like that show. That was a fun show. Comedy Bang Bang used to be on TV. On IFC. IFC is a good channel. Isn't that... I think Portlandia plays on that channel as well. I mean, I know it does. I don't know... I don't know why I was acting like I didn't know that for a fact. <laughs> it's funny when you act like you don't know something for sure. But you really do know it. But, um... But, um... Alright, so February goals. This just seems like a good idea. To lay out some goals... I definitely want to do February goals. I would like to do at least 10, 10 days of background acting and at least 10 open mics. I think that's a, those are two those are two definitely two reasonable goals. Reasonable and reachable, I would say. Yeah. Double digit, double digit for both, and double digit podcasts. Ooh, that's a good. That's some good goals right there. Because February is a short month. It's actually a long month this year. Uh, Twenty nine days, leap year. The old leap year. It's the NBA. It's the basketball year. The NBA year. Leap. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a jump year. It's a jump ball, jump ball year. But anyway, any hoozles. So um, yeah, I think that's some good goals right there. I like how simple they are. They're simple and attainable. I think, and measurable too. Those are some of the most important things for when you're setting your goals. They got to be simple, measurable, and attainable. But not like too easy. It's not too easy. I want to get double-digit background acting jobs or days at le- days of background acting, double-digit open mics, and double-digit podcasts. That's that's a, some good goals right there. That's I love the good thing about goals about setting your own goals is. Like, what's really going to happen if you don't reach? (laughs) It's such a negative way to look at it. But 
that's the good thing about setting your own goals though is you are your own coach like you are your own teacher now i'm starting to sound like rob dial the what's his podcast called mindset mentor i think it's called the mindset mentor my mom showed me it mom showed me mindset mentor all amps um it's a good podcast very motivational he's a motivational speaker it's, i could i could be a motivational speaker i don't want to brag excuse me i'm coughing up coffee right now i don't want to brag or anything but i could be a motivational speaker <laughs> like if i wanted i could just transform this podcast into a motivational podcast but that's not what it is cuz that's not who i am I'm more of a goof. I like being in the goof. Like Burt Kreischer always tells a story about uh, now I'm <laughs> now I'm telling Burt Kreischer's story. But this is how much I love this story. Like he call, so one time he called up Doug Stanhope, who's another stamp comedian, and he's like, "Doug, what are you doing?" And Doug's like, "Oh, I'm just." sitting around and writing some goofs, right? <laughs> I just love the way he said that. He's like, I'm just just sitting around in my pajamas and coming up with some goofs. <clears throat> I love the idea of just sitting around and coming up with goofs. <laughs> I like how you can be a goof, you can be a goof, you can goof around and you can come up with goofs. Like, or you can be goofy as a person, or be be goofy the character. Goof has many different, many different uses. <laughs> or Gwyneth Paltrow's new company, Goof, <laughs> instead of Goop, is Goof. <laughs> Excuse me. I keep, yeah, that's what keeps happening with me these past few days. Whenever I, I start to laugh, God, it's just, I got to get rid of this, this, this freaking calf, man. That's the worst thing. Because I just want to laugh. <laughs> I just want to, <clears throat> I try to, <clears throat> I've been trying to laugh and then, I'm not trying to laugh, but, you know, I, I laugh and then it just, the cough, it's one of those it's one of those uh, laugh-chasing coughs. I gotta, I'm gonna start calling coughs laugh chasers, cause, cause that's the worst when like you're trying to have a good laugh, but then you know that if you laugh too hard, you have like this annoying cough that's been bugging you. It's like, come on, power through it. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Uh, that was a good laugh. There we go. Uh, just, I think the biggest thing about just got power through, power through the cough, you know, it's all about mindset. Speaking of mindset, mindset mentor, <laughs> Rob Dial. <clears throat> My mom showed me the podcast. I love it. It's really, it's motivational and inspirational and he really gets down to the, nuts and bolts of uh, 
I don't know, everything really, like self-esteem and confidence and how to be like one with yourself and being your best self and all that good jazz. I like, I usually don't love those kinds of podcasts, but I like it if the person seems, they seem like a nice person. That's like the only way that I'll listen to one of those motivational things is if they seem like a like a genuine genuine nice individual. And yeah, Rob Dial seems like a nice person. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just super like very upbeat. <clears throat> mom my mom said that she said that he reminded her of me. So I was like that's oh I just heard my neighbors. I was like what's that squeaking noise? It's my neighbor's garage. I can always hear my neighbor's garage opening. I got the familiar squeak. So you need to throw some WD-40 on that baby. But uh, like every single day, I can always just hear my neighbor's garage opening. But it's a familiar sound. It's like a, it's a friendly squeak, you know? A familiar, friendly squeak. But you know how those, just those sounds... That you hear every day. Maybe you don't even realize it. But any hoozles. Yeah, mom said that. She's like, you remind me of Rob Dial. Like how upbeat and... Because I, I especially will get like that when I'm around my mom for some reason. Like for some reason I just get... It's probably because we're always walking. Like we go for like a morning walk. And we just... We, we got our coffee. We just went to Starbucks, so we're, I'm always all like jacked up on coffee. <laughs> it's it's the combination of being riled up on coffee and going for a nice brisk. I can never remember if, if brisk means fast or slow. I think brisk means fast, so I'll say a nice brisk, fast walk. It just, that like compounds the coffee effect for me at least. Because, yeah, coffee will get me, it gets my brain going for sure. But then, but then once you get the body moving in, in tangential, tangentially with the brain, that's just, that's how you get that, that super buzz. But that's what happens to me though. I just, I just. I get so hyped up. <laughs> I'll just be walking around with my coffee and and mom. Mom's got her coffee. We would have Athena back in the day, back pre August 2018. R.I.P. Athena. <laughs> it feels weird saying R.I.P. to a dog, but still though, R.I.P. Athena. Um. Athena was a good doggy. <laughs> She's a good doggy. But yeah, I would, and I always just get so, I get like so excited about like everything I've done and like everything I'm gonna do. I'll get all excited about the future and about like all the stuff I've accomplished. And <laughs> it sounds like I'm bragging now <clears throat> when I say accomplish. But I would consider. I mean, for me, just living down here, 
living down here in LA. I just had my eight month anniversary, (laughs) the eight month anniversary of moving in, which is, that's a good chunk of time. I mean, eight months of, uh, I mean, I spent a full month back home in Bothell working Santa photos. So I've really only lived here like seven months, but still, I, for me, it's definitely just an accomplishment. Sounds weird, but it's just a goal I had my whole entire life. I always wanted to see what it was like to move to LA. And I always wanted to do stamp comedy. And I didn't even know that like acting might be a goal of mine. But now I'm kind of interested in acting a little bit. It's just exciting to be on TV. It's just such an exciting thing. Even though TV doesn't mean the same thing it used to. But people still respect like Netflix. and it's, TV is still TV. I mean, people still have cable. My mom still has cable. Mom and dad still have. My parents still have cable. So, um, but still... Now I'm just reflecting on everything. Like it just, it seems weird. Like I haven't accomplished that much, but compared to, to where I was not even a year ago, but let's just say nine months, nine months ago, because I was living in Pullman, just got done with the Easter bunny. You guys can, man, you can even listen to the podcast. Even. feel like we covered this time period in depth I was doing a bunch of podcasts back then so I feel like I've came I've came so far man we're coming up on the one year anniversary of a star is born of the podcast wow coming up on one year but I don't want to like brag or anything but I just if I told myself or if I knew that Like nine months ago, if I knew that I would accomplish all this stuff in the next nine months, I think I'd be pretty pumped up. Probably be pretty pretty happy, pretty excited about it. Just, uh, just like basically just checking off lifelong goals, like things I always wanted to do. Always wanted to live in LA. Check, check that box. Always wanted to do stamp comedy check that box. Always wanted to do stamp comedy in LA. Check that box. <laughs> Always wanted to be on TV. Check that box. You know, like, is that all of it? Is that all of them? <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I feel like I haven't even had to, cause, and then I can still go home and do Santa photos and still, I still got to do all that stuff. Like all the old stuff that I love doing. Like work with all my, all my old buddies and work with all the old Santas and <laughs> none of the young, not, not many young Santas, just the old Santas, you know, but just go get my Northwest slice, a Northwest slice of life for a month. So I, I kind of had the best of both worlds is what I'm saying in the past nine months. I pretty much have had the best of both worlds because yeah, I just, I can't believe that I got to come down here, do all the stuff that I always wanted to do. And then I, I still got the chance to go back and do 
Santa photos and go do my old stuff. So that's really cool if you think about it. I'm just so lucky. (laughs) I don't want to sound like I'm bragging or anything, but I don't think it's bragging to say that, to admit that you are lucky or to say that you are lucky. I wouldn't consider that bragging. I would, I'd just consider it just being honest. Like I'm just being honest and no, I mean, I'm just saying the truth pretty much. Like I'm a lot, I'm basically just a lucky person. (laughs) Like I'm lucky. I'm lucky that like I was supposed to, I remember the first place I looked at was an apartment in Atwater Village and that would have cost me twice as much. It would have cost me twice as much in rent as the place I live now. And it wasn't even, it was like a not as nice of a neighborhood as I'm in. I mean, it would have been closer to a lot of stuff, but I don't think it would have been like better necessarily. So I'm think I think I'm lucky that the real estate agent didn't that she didn't let me move in there. Like I'm lucky that she denied I'm lucky that she denied me. Like that's that's how lucky I am. Like cuz you never know like when your luck is going to show. Like I didn't know that I didn't know that it was a good thing that she was turning me down. Cuz then just a couple hours later, I was moving into this place. This place that I am standing right now. So, and that was, uh, that was literally eight months ago to the day. I think that was exactly eight months ago that I moved in here. It's just so crazy. It's, it's, just, it's just so crazy. Because it seems like it was yesterday, too. It seems like just yesterday that I moved in here. So eight months, eight months goes by real quick, but, uh, yeah, I think you never know. I think everybody's lucky in their own way. Everyone's lucky in different ways, but I don't know, but you're, you never know when your luck's going to show up. So I think you always have to be ready. Always got to be prepared to, to accept, accept luck and, what am I trying to say? <laughs> move move onwards and upwards, you know? Man. Alright, let's wrap this thing up. I don't know if there's anything else I really wanted to talk about today. Man, I just it, this just gets me all excited and inspired for the future. I like it. That's a good thing. I think it's really good if you're able to inspire like yourself to to do stuff. Because you got to be able to, to draw inspiration from other places, from different people and sources. But I think it's if you can like draw it from within, if you can somehow like fester, like manifest, it's almost just like manifesting inspiration from within, from an accumulation of everyone I've ever talked to and everyone I've ever met and every experience I've ever had and then just use all that stuff like to just manifest like inspiration and motivation and confidence 
and uh, goals, direction, things you want to achieve. Just gets me super excited. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Just it's weird to be doing. It's weird to be doing the thing that, like, you always like. I never thought that I could actually do some of the stuff that. Now it just sounds like I'm bragging, <laughs> but I just I never thought it would be possible to actually move to LA and start doing stand-up comedy. Like I'm just so happy. I'm so happy that like I really uh what's that phrase? Took the deer by the horns, <laughs> took the buck by the horns, and like I just moved here. Cause if I had thought about it too much or tried to like plan it out too much, I definitely just would have never done it. If I had if I had tried to find a place to live before I came down here or if I if I planned out how expensive it might be or any of that stuff I probably <laughs> I probably would never would have done it I probably would have thought myself out of action but sometimes you just gotta take action I think like just if you really really want something like I really wanted to move here like you guys remember you remember how, man, you could, it's one of the fun things to do is look at my Instagram stories. You can go back in my Instagram and look at my stories. I saved all my old stories and you can look at the ones from like May, from May of last year, May, 2019. And those are just so interesting. <laughs> I don't know if interest, interesting is the right word, but it's interesting for me. Because I can see, like, I can see, like, so much excitement in my face and, like, how, how just excited I am to, to take on new adventures and, uh, like, the thrill of, like, not knowing, like, I have no idea how this might turn out, but then, but now I can look back at it and be like, I can't believe I came down here with having no idea what might happen and then... <laughs> And then it turns out like this so far. So, but I'm acting like it's over or something. But nothing's over. It's only, it's just February 2nd, 2020. 222020. Two, 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 Lots of twos today. 222020 two, 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 is the date. Groundhog Day. I wonder if that moves on Netflix. That's a good one to watch on Netflix. Bill Murray. Man, Groundhog Day, Super Bowl Sunday. It's exciting. It's just exciting times. I don't know. I think any time can be exciting. I think if you decide, especially if you have something, if you have stuff that you really, that gets you excited. I don't know about excited. Like, what's that even mean? Like maybe I get, maybe it's narcissistic for me to to get excited about these weird activities. <clears throat> Excuse me. I bet other people. I wonder if other people are just happy for their friends, <laughs> like happy for friends and family, and they don't get so like bogged down with wanting to do things for themselves. 
Hmm. I don't know. I don't think it's selfish to to want to to be uh I wouldn't consider it selfish to be super goal oriented or super ambitious. Like I think I think people get selfish and ambitious mixed up sometimes. Like I think you can be ambitious and also be very like giving with your time and uh energy. Like you, you can be self I mean you could be uh goal oriented and like trying to accomplish stuff and all that, but still be like what am I trying to say? <laughs> like some of the most successful comedians are probably some of the nicest are also some of the nicest people and like very giving and um they share advice with people and all that good stuff. So I just I think that's one of the things that people sometimes people get that stuff mixed up if they if they see someone's very like someone just loves just accomplishment and then they might think that person's selfish or something. I don't know. Cuz I always I still want I don't know. I like the idea of giving. Like I think that's the whole like the whole thing about like having a family. If you have like a family and and kids, that's like giving, you're basically just giving life to people. And you're like creating a family. That's like giving a family to to society. So that's interesting. I was cuz I was just thinking was it like this morning or last night? Ah, man. Like I can't believe like some people I don't think I'm I don't know if I'm ready to <laughs> to like get married like just the idea of like getting married and having kids and like starting a family is like very frightening to me. <laughs> but that's probably healthy for I'm just 26. I got time. I got a decade. I got another There's people who don't even have kids for till they're 46, you know? Like there are people who don't have kids till they're 56. But <laughs> I def I don't want to be one of those old dads though. I I don't really want to be an old dad. So I would do it before I'd want to do it before 40 at least, but <laughs> it's that you can't plan anything though. I think that's the main, my main point of this whole podcast is you just got to be ready for anything and you can't plan anything. And I don't, I don't know. I'm one of those people who's, I, I'm pretty happy regardless. Like I, I'm happy if I'm just work, like if I'm, if I'm busy, if I'm working and busy, I think that's like when I'm happiest. Like I love, it sounds weird, but like free people love like just doing nothing and just sitting around and free time. I like, I love that too. But that's like, that's the time that like will drive me the craziest <laughs> is if I have like tons of free time on my hands. Like I'm one of those people who like if I'm busy and keep my schedule full and I got a full slate of work and all that, that that keeps me very sane. It keeps me keeps me in line, in order, 
on the right direction in the right path. But I think that's, I bet a lot of people are similar to that. But, but then some people, like some people hate structure or they hate any work or any anything like that. But I like work. Like I actually, I like the act of work. Like I think I'm just one of those people who just, like I like, like there's almost no better feeling for me than like 8 o'clock, eight, like 8 p.m., after like after like 12 hours of working like 9 9 p.m. just going home and like relaxing for like those next 2 hours are like the best or like the next like 3 hours before you pass out those are like the best 3 hours of your life right there like after after like a hard day's work of like just i love i love that feeling of coming home, coming home from a hard day's work. It doesn't have to be hard, whatever. It could just be background acting. You could just be hanging out and holding and reading Jenna Fisher's book, which I never mentioned anything more, but I love Jenna Fisher's book. I've been loving it. It's really good. But <laughs> I just love the feeling. I love the feeling of it's a, an, a mini accomplishment. It's like every day is like a mini step up the ladder, you know, the ladder of achievement, it's just self, it's very, it's very fulfilling, it's very uh, self-fulfilling, and just, it makes, it makes my self-esteem, man, work, that's one of the things, is work definitely just, it makes my self-esteem go way up, I wonder if, I wonder if that's healthy, it's probably healthy, I mean, it's probably common too. I bet most people, most people are probably in the same boat. But like in the time periods, whenever I'm really busy and just always working and just, I'm I always just am feeling impeccable. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I feel it makes me feel like just on top. But that's probably a very normal thing. <laughs> See, that's one of the good things about a full time job, is you know. That's the weird thing about background acting is like I could I could book like I could book 10, 10 jobs over the next two weeks, but it just kind of it comes it comes and goes. And um, what's the word? Like, I don't I don't know. I don't you don't book that far in advance. You kind of just book it as it comes. So, um that's the that's the worst part about it. <laughs> that's the worst part about background acting is that is like you never know what your schedule is going to be like you don't know I would like to be working like I would do it every day I would love to do it every day if I could book work if I could book it every day but it's fun it's fun to do as much as you can get it that's for sure but that's the good thing about like a a regular full-time job, as you would call it. <laughs> just, I mean, those are good. Like those, I could really see, like I could really see the benefits of doing that. And I could always see myself maybe, not now, like not not anytime, not in the next year, probably not in 2020 for sure. 
I'm doing this. This is my 2020. I think this is my 2020. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the Easter bunny. <laughs> so I love, I love doing the Easter bunny. So that will be my late March, early April. And then, and then I want to do a bunch of background acting for the next seven months from, from mid April to mid November. Then I want to do, if everything works out, then I would love to do, uh, the old Santa photos again, but that's too far to plan. I'm not trying to plan ahead that far. I'm not going to plan ahead that far. I'm just, I'm just thankful. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just so happy to, to be where I'm at, be living where I'm at, be doing what I'm doing. But if I didn't, the thing is, if I wasn't going to be doing like this background acting and stand-up comedy, I definitely would not live that. I would not live in LA unless I wanted to do specifically what I want to do, background acting and stand-up comedy. So that's like the only reason why I could see myself living here. Because it's, I mean, it's nice and all, but it's just so many, so many people. That's the main, the main thing for me is everywhere you go, there's so many people here. There's so many cars, so much traffic, so many people, so much sun. (laughs) I mean, I almost miss the clouds. I almost miss the Northwest clouds sometimes. I mean, it's nice. It is, it is pretty cool, though, to have blue sky, like icy blue skies, like almost every day. It's pretty sweet. But you just got to protect yourself from the sun if you're going to go out and be in it a bunch. Got to throw on some sunscreen or something. But I don't, like the only, what I'm saying is the only reason why the reason why I live at a place like this is because I want to do the background acting and the stand-up comedy. But if I want to just go have a normal life, <laughs> you know, like a normal life, I don't know. I might, I could always see myself moving, uh, going back to Pullman. I could always see myself living in Pullman. Or, I mean, both like Bothell's just very expensive too. If I went back to Bothell, I would definitely have to find a full-time job. Like I would have to find a real a real 9 to 5er. Real 9 to 5er there. But if I went to Pullman, I would definitely want to work for Wazoo, want to work for the university. But I don't know why I'm thinking about all that right now cuz <laughs> This is, for me, this is the best thing to do at this time of my life. This is like the thing for me to do. Like I'm, I'm 26 years old. I don't want to be, I don't want to already be working in a cubicle. Like I got the next, I got the next 40 years of my life to do that. There's people who work in cubicles till they're 70 years old. Like I got, I got plenty of time. Like, I think there's there's really no rush for me to rush into a cubicle, you know? It's, it's like the cubicle, 
the cubicle's not going anywhere. Like, I think it's it's always going to be waiting for me, you know? <laughs> it's, it's always looming over my shoulder. Like, if you don't make it, if you if you don't become a famous actor or comedian, then we're always waiting for you, you know? And I'm I'm one of those people who I would definitely be happy. Like I would I think I'd have a happy life. Cause you know how some people are like can't stand their lives, like working in a cubicle nine to five. But I I'm one of those people I I think I could um compartmentalize you know compartmentalizing like because nine to five monday through friday that that might sound like a lot of time but then think about all the time you have off like that's that's kind of nice knowing that you're going to be done with work every single day at five o'clock that's actually pretty sweet if you think about it because like the weird thing with background acting is like I just had a job that went 11 a.m. And then it went all the way to f- it was like 3.30 till 3.30 a.m. the next morning. <laughs> so, so I didn't get home till till 4 a.m. So um, that's like the weird thing about background acting. It can be fun sometimes. But you could be you could be stuck on set for seventeen hours, so that's like two full days of work <laughs> you're literally you're at work for two full days, so that's kind of insane if you think about it, but then with like a nine to five cubicle job, you're done every single day at five o'clock. That's kind of cool. I don't know that structure that structure. Is very attractive to some people, I bet. I mean, that sounds kind of nice to me. And then, like, you know exactly where you're going to go every morning. You know you know where your parking spot is. You're going to park in the same spot every single morning. And you know how long it takes you to drive there from home. So what time you need to leave and everything down to the second. <laughs> like, you can just... You can kind of curate. It lets you curate your life more to just, it puts you on a schedule, you know? It puts you on that nine to five schedule. But then that, I don't know, it just, that doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world to me. Because then, because you're not trying to book, you're not constantly trying to to book the next acting the next background acting job you're not, you're not even worried you're not applying you're not worried about getting more jobs at all cuz you already got your job you know so the more i talk about it the more <laughs> the more it sounds but it's it's one of those things that it it sound it sounds attractive to like the 36 year old version of chris but like, but the the twenty six year old version of Chris, I'm talking about myself in third person now. I just went all George Foreman on you. Uh, like the the twenty six year old version of Chris, still has bigger. I have like bigger and better, like dreams, 
not not to say that I'm like I'm better than anyone who does like a nine to five job. So I don't want to I don't want to make myself like elitist, <laughs> one of those Hollywood elites, you know. <laughs> um, no, I I think everyone's just different. It's not bet. Nothing's better. It's just different, you know. But that structure, like if I had a family, I would. If I had a a wife and kids, or if I had kids, I would definitely. I would definitely need to have like a nine to five structured job, because then I know, I know that paycheck's coming in. I know how much money's coming in on my paycheck every two weeks, and everything's in order and you know it's all set up it's all everything's all set up but that's the good thing about being 26 year old chris is this it's just me <laughs> that's the, that's the good thing about being like a a solo independent hombre dude just just a, just a solo dude free solo <laughs> Free solo, free solo, but in life, um, yeah, it's, I mean, cause yeah, if I had, if I had a nine to five cubicle job, like those people who do those jobs, I think they're often, I mean, a lot of people, they do them cause they have to do them, you know, cause they need, they need the money obviously, and they need to set themselves up for their whole life, but, um, I think a lot of people who do those kinds of jobs have families, so, and they have, like, wives and kids, so, they're providers, is what I'm saying, they're, they're breadwinning, they're, they have responsibilities, you know, that's the fun thing about being a 26-year-old solo dude, I keep saying 26, (laughs) I keep saying 26, um, it's because I'm 26. I guess I keep saying my age, you know? Make myself feel young. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, because I was reflecting. I was reflecting on my time when I went back to Wazoo and got my sport management degree in 2016 and 2017. And I was only... I was only... 23 slash 24 years old but I it was weird because I felt I felt older because I was with like my fellow students my co-students my classmates they were they were like a couple years younger than me so I felt like an older person but I was literally I was like 23 years old (laughs) or 24 so it's just and now now that I'm in LA it makes me I feel pretty young being here here in LA even though there's there's a lot of people even younger than me who who have already who live here who are doing like the like acting but I think for stand up comedians I think stand up comedians um they tend to be a little older than me. Yeah, for sure. I would say the the comedians tend to be a little older than me. But the actors, 
like the background actors are there's a lot a lot of actors are younger a lot of young actors but anyway it's just weird how how your age like where you are it can make you feel older or younger <laughs> like cuz now looking back at looking back at me being 24 years old I'm like I was so young I was so young but now 5 years from now I'm going to look back at 2020 groundhog day 2020 I'm going to be like Chris you were so young <laughs> you're just so young you you didn't even know any better you had no idea what the future held for you but that's the, the the most exciting thing about being down here and doing this this Hollywood stuff, <laughs> this Hollywood stuff. Like, all right, here's here's the main crux of it. I think, like, the main reason why I wanted to move to LA. It's not really about becoming. It's not really about fame. It's about it's about not knowing what the future might hold for your career like not knowing what you might accomplish or all the things that you might do because that's like the main thing for some reason I always thought that like like getting like a nine to five job or something I like how like how I just categorize all jobs into just one category just a nine to five job you know you know one of those nine to five jobs, <laughs> you know, like I, I go like monster.com and just Google nine to five jobs. <laughs> what if you just, what if you were looking for a new job and you just search nine to five jobs? I wonder if anything would come up, but for some reason I, I always thought of that, that would be like putting a ceiling on, on like my abilities or not abilities really, but putting a ceiling on, on what I could do, like what I, what I might achieve or like what I might do with my life. I was, I don't know. I don't know why I always, I always glorified. <laughs> Maybe it's just, it's just those pipe dreams. It's, that's why anyone moves to Hollywood. It's got the, the crazy pipe dreams, and then they're like, I want to be a famous actor. But then the weird thing is, it actually, the, the thing, why it makes it, it makes it a plausible and like a reasonable thing for me to do is because some people actually do move to Hollywood and actually do become famous actors or famous comedians <laughs> like that. It makes it, it gives me a reason to do it. Like it makes it a reasonable thing to do. Because like the chances might be slim, sure. Sure the chances are slim. I The chances are slim for anything to like, I mean for anything in your whole life that could have happened up to this point, I'm sure the chances were slim that those, th- that those things were going to happen. You know, it's like the chances are slim that anything's going to happen, but then sometimes those things do happen. 
It's like, what am I trying to say? Because some people think it's, it's like a fool's, like you're wasting your time and money and you're wasting your life or something. And if you tried to, if you try to like move to LA and like do some comedy or acting or something, like some people might think that's a waste just because there's like thousands of other people who do it. So it, you're just competing against so many other people. But yeah, it's weird. Like the fact that like that like Brad Pitt moved from Missouri to LA and then like he was like a nobody and then he just became Brad Pitt. Like the fact that that happens it gives it gives people hope. <laughs> and it gives um it gives like reason to believe, I would say. Like believe and achieve. Believe to achieve. Believe and achieve. But another weird thing is like with like Brad Pitt didn't have YouTube. Cause now like what if Brad Pitt had YouTube back in the day? Maybe he would have just stayed in his parents' basement and just never moved out. But just made YouTube videos all the time. <laughs> and like became a famous YouTube star. Like that's the weird thing. That's the craziest thing. Is if you think about it. Because everything is so global now. Like the internet has made the world like one big neighborhood. It's like a big cul-de-sac. Like you don't really. Because you could just do your own thing. Like, you could just make videos at home. You could just make YouTube videos with your friends. And you could do stamp comedy. I'm sh- Like, I'm sure there's places everywhere around the country, around the world. So that's the weird thing. Another weird thing is you don't really have to move to L.A. to become, like, uh, a, like L.A. Yeah. To become LA, <laughs> you don't have to move to LA to become like a star. Like you could become a star from upstate New York, or from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, or from North Dakota, or from the Panhandle of Texas. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like anywhere you could, because everywhere has internet access. Like, the only thing you really need is internet. I mean, if you want to do, like, the video stuff. Like, I, I just don't know how you would... You just have to be prolific about it. And you have to love doing it. You have to do it all the time. Oh, I just... Did you guys hear... Oh, did you guys hear that one? Oh, man. I just ripped booty. I just tooted. <laughs> uh, good thing this is not the 4D podcast. Holy cow, it's a stinker. It's a stinker. Oh my god. It's like a it smells like a wet garbage. <laughs> Maybe it's just cuz I'm standing around all these garbage bags. Um yeah, that's kind of an interesting thing. Is like I wonder if not as many people are moving to LA as there were 20 years ago. I wonder if that's a thing. I wonder if less people are migrating 
to Hollywood to become stars just because they can do it on their computer at home. It's kind of interesting. And like you could, if you want to do stand comedy, you could create, help create a stand up comedy scene, like help boost your local scene. I don't know. I think it's just, it's really crazy to do it in LA. That's for sure. It's definitely a crazy place to start doing stand up comedy. That's for sure. Because there's so many people. There's there's a lot of... I've seen a lot of funny people at open mics. Who, like, you obviously have never even heard of them. But they're, they're, they're actually funny people. And they've got funny jokes. And there's, like, a lot of them. Like, like one of the things... Like, Joe Rogan will always talk about... He'll always talk about, like, if you want to do stand-up comedy, just go watch an open mic just to see how bad some of the people are because then that will inspire you to do it. But I honestly, like, thinking back on all my experiences doing it, on all the different open mics I've been to, for almost, almost everyone, almost all comedians I've seen perform have at least one thing from their act at least one thing from their act which I think is really funny like almost everyone is crazy like cause Joe Rogan acts he acts like um like there are some terrible open micers sure but I think in general from what I've seen I think they're pretty funny in general. Like I've seen some, I, I've been to, I've been to some open mics where like, where like 90% of the people there are like hilarious. <laughs> like where like everyone's like hilarious. Like I've been to, I've been to some open mics where everyone's hilarious. So it's not, I don't, it's not really like, I don't know. I don't know why Joe Rogan makes it sound like that. Maybe it's his, maybe it's like his super competitive ways, you know, because like his macho-ness. I think there's, maybe there's, that's the thing about stand-up comedy is, it's very macho. People are, they're full of themselves. Like, I don't, I don't know if they're, or they're not full of themselves, but. They just get so many people telling them that what they're doing is right, that they become full of themselves. And then it becomes very macho and I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not the most, I'm not, I'm not a very macho person. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys know that about me, but I wouldn't consider myself. Oh, here we go. Oh, did you guys hear that? <laughs> Right as I say I'm I'm not macho and then I just rip a fart right in them. Do you I hope you heard that. I hope that one I hope that that came out well in the on the soundboard in the acoustics. I hope the acoustics of that toot were good. The the toot 
acoustics, 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 acoustics. There we go. <laughs> the acoustics. Man, that's hard to say. That's a tongue twister. But yeah, I think because I think the reason why I would say the reason why stamp comedy is such a battle of macho-ness is because it's so subjective. It's it's so subjective that like there might it's cause there's it's cause there's some open micers that you've never heard of who are who are probably funnier than Joe Rogan. Like I'm not trying to pick on Joe Rogan or anything. But I'm saying that's why you have to be macho as a famous comedian. Unless you're like, I don't know. I think pretty much, I bet most famous comedians are pretty macho. Like they're, they're very like proud of their material and they're very, not full of themselves, but I don't know. I just keep saying macho. I think you guys know what I mean by macho. And I think the reason why you have to be macho is because exactly what I just said. It's because there's so many hilarious open micers who the public has never heard of. But if the public did know about them, then they might realize that they are funnier than, than like Joe Rogan, for example. Um, it's just such a, it's, what's the word for it? It's like, it's such a ticky tacky kind of business. It's very, it's like dust in the wind. It's almost like dust in the wind. Cause like, it's, it's so subjective. Like I was saying, like, who's to say that this random person who you've never heard of is not funnier than Bill Burr. It's just it's all opinion and it's all, it's all macho. (laughs) It's all macho. It's all name. It's all based on the name too. Like it's just cause it's cause Bill Burr and Joe Rogan, like you somehow you earn. It's actually, I guess it's a, a reputation based business. If you really think about it, stamp comedy, it's just all business. It's based on your reputation. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't have to be like killer, like murder the audience every time. Like you don't have to do extremely well every time for people to think that you're one of the funniest people in the world. But if you do, if you, what am I trying to say? If you do kill in front of enough audiences or murder in in front of enough audiences like do really well like to like that would mean you did really well if you murdered in front of an audience but um that's the terminology <laughs> but i th- like you don't have to do that every time but you just got to do it enough times for people and then the word of mouth kind of starts spreading and people just they kind of start realizing that it's like a legend it's a mythology. That's what it is. Man, I never really thought about it, but that's interesting. I would, cause I would say, 
yeah, stand comedy, it is kind of like a mythology. Because, like, you're, a lot of people's favorite stand-up comics, they've probably never even seen them live. But they always wanted to. And there's sort of like a mythology that's built around them. So, about, like, like who, like who you want to see live the most. Or, like, how much would you pay to see this person live? And what would you give to see Dane Cook perform for four hours in a coffee shop? But, God, Dane Cook was my first favorite. I'm about to wrap this up. I gotta, I'm gonna go to the bathroom again. Man, we did it. We did a solid podcast this morning. Holy cow. Nice, nice job, guys. Good job, team. But, yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, Dane Cook was my favorite. He was my first favorite. Dane Cook was my first favorite comedian. So there you go. <laughs> Let's leave, leave it on that note. But We've had lots of good... I feel like we've had lots of good discussions this morning. I feel like we've made progress. <laughs> I feel like we've made progress. I feel like it really just gets my head in order. God, got to go to the bathroom. Oh, I never even... I got to put the lid on my coffee. I haven't even pressed down my French press coffee yet this morning. Just realized that. Got to go do that. All right. <laughs> I got a whole nother... I should probably just not drink any more of that. Not too much more coffee. I've tried so much coffee already. Not that much, but... Maybe just a little bit more this morning. <laughs> I can I can measure how much coffee I've had based on how bad I have to go to the bathroom. That's pretty much it. If I have to go to the bathroom really bad all the time, I'm like, yeah, I've had too much coffee, you know? All right, guys. Love you guys. I love you. I'm going to sing closing time. Haven't done this for a while. Closing time. Time for you to go home to the places where you be from. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. Take me home. Closing time. Time for you to go home to the places where you belong. Alright, guys. Thanks for listening. Get my books on Amazon. Sponge Cake and What's in the Fridge. Check out my blog, thegoat1.blogspot.com. Hit me on Instagram at Chris Arneson 8 and Twitter. What's my Twitter? I think it's, isn't it Chris the Author 8? I think it's Chris the Author 8. But, um, yeah, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. All right. Go catch up on all the old A Stars Born podcasts if you haven't done so already. We got, man, we got plenty. We got some long ones that you can listen to. Throw those on. 1.5 speed, you know, just bust them out. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Enjoy your Groundhog Day. Go Chiefs. And um, yeah, have, have a great Sunday, guys. Have a great February. 
I'll be back. I'll, I'll talk to you before February. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Love you. I love you. I love you. Thanks for listening to A Star's Born. Oh, my God. That song. I freaking love that song. In the shallows. I'm just going to do the, that one part of the shallow song. All right. Here we go. You know, you know the part I'm talking about, the Lady Gaga part. Ha, ha, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm off the deep end, watch as I dive in. I never leave the ground. Crash through the surface where they can't hurt us. We're far from the shallows now. In the shallows. In the shallows. In the shallows. We're far from the shallows now. Right, I want to do that one part again. That one part, it just, it's the best part of that song. Where she goes. It probably doesn't sound as good. I wonder if it sounds as good on tape as it does in my head because that freaking kicks butt in my head all right all right i love you guys have a tremendous day bye bye